Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, why would you be the one to get the message in a dream? And if you get the message in the dream, do you share it? This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Share your real ghost stories with us. You can call them in at 855-853-4802. Write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You can also become a premium subscriber. And with that, you get commercial-free versions of the show. You get advanced episodes and access to the archive. Do that through Apple Podcasts. You can also do that through patreon.com slash Stories or at ghostpodcast.com. I'm Carol Hughes and Kathy Gordon. How are you today? Well, I'm doing good. Hey, you know, it's uh, coming up to Halloween here. And I know that this will probably be after that, but it that won't matter for what I'm going to say at this point. <laughs> In my classes, I always have, you know, start of the day questions just so I can do attendance and I can chat with each person and look them in the eyes before we get started. And so I always do little questions as we get closer to Halloween that are more spooky or interesting. And this time, my question for them was, if you could go to a fortune teller and the fortune teller was 100% accurate, would you want to know how your life is going to turn out and when you would die? And I did it in two classes, and I think both classes were split just almost down the middle. I think I'm going to fall on the no side. Okay. And what are you thinking? And the reason I think on the no side, because as the day of my death gets closer, I like, would I become obsessed with that? Like I'm going to die on this day or does, is it liberating? I'm going to live my life. I'm getting to the end. It's almost, you know, April 10th of 2032, I'm going to die on my birthday. And and uh, so I guess I got to go live my life and spend my money. That would be one upside. It's like, I've got some money in my 401k, might as well spend it. I'm dying in a month. Right. I mean, you know, you might be able to do things like like that, like you're actually living to your fullest, right? Because every minute matters, every yeah. second matters, everything you do. Or, like you said, on the other hand, knowing that the end is here, am I just obsessive about it? 
And, and, and I, I just like that. focused on yeah. that thing, that day, that moment. And then it keeps me from living to the fullest. You know? So I think there's two approaches to it. I thought it was interesting that my students were just split. And they were rather adamant, all of them, about it. They, they you know, were like, oh, no. Makes an interesting you discussion. What, what do you think? What would you do? <laughs> I'm I'm going to lean on no. And I think because I think I would let that knowledge, you know, take me in a direction that I wouldn't have necessarily gone. Yeah. That's, you know, that's why I, I think um, there's a book out. I believe it's called The Measure. I have it over somewhere. And it's um, and it deals with that kind of idea that um People find out how long they're, I don't know that they give them an exact day, but it's like the length of their, you you have a very short life or you have a very long life, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, because that would be another thing to think about. So say you talk to this fortune teller, you're 25 years old, and then she says, you're going to die in a tragic car wreck at 30. And it's like, what? I've only got five and you, you haven't lived your full life. Yeah, and now are you feeling cheated? Are you angry? Yeah. Are you mad for yeah. a lot of it? So I don't you think know? I'd want to know. Yeah, I I don't think I would either. Like I said, I think it would be something that would, like I said, I would go uh, forward in my life with always that thing in mind. I would always think that, whereas not knowing, I might be, I might be deviating. I might be going a different direction. I might try something new completely because I think, well, I've got time, you know, I'm only 30. I've got time to go back to school and become a whatever, a lawyer or whatever I want to do. And I'm going to do this and this and this, you know, whereas if you thought, oh, I'm 32, I'm going to die when I'm 40. Well, yeah. I'm not going to spend my time in school. I think I am. No. Mm hmm. Well, real quick, I'm texting you an adorable photo um, because you're on Zoom. I have a very large screen. I have a laptop and then I have a large screen so I can edit things on there. Mm -hmm. And that's what I use that for. And you are on Zoom right there. And my cat has been staring at you this whole time. <laughs> my cat's just been laying there watching you. So I just took a picture of Izzy watching you. Oh, I see. <laughs> Izzy's like, there's Kathy. It's so funny. Because Izzy on the screen, never Kathy. pays any attention. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait, I think Kathy, I know her. come out of that box. <laughs> come over and see me. Oh, that's cute. Anyway, well, so remember a couple weeks ago when we had um, a lady write in, and she had a couple dreams. And one of the dreams, her sister had passed away, and her sister came to her in the dream with a message like, it was, I can't remember exactly what it was, but like, I think it was like right to the point where I'm going to fill you in on what's going down once you pass away. And well, then, and it kind of goes with our discussion about whether you want to know the truth yeah. or not, you know? It's and so a, when we ended that story, it was sort of like the sister came and was going to give us to, the answers to life, the universe and everything. Right. And, and then, then she doesn't remember that part goes, in the dream. But I don't remember. <laughs> and then the other dream was her, I think it was her mother-in-law came to her wearing a blue suit, oh, and yeah, then mm -hmm. the I think the sister-in-law tried to give her the suit. And she was like, that's weird. I saw her in that suit, but she opted not to take it. And your first comment was, I wonder if she checked the pockets because maybe there was something in that suit. Mm -hmm. So I've got another letter from her. So, okay. so we've got a little follow-up on that. So it says... 
First, thank you very much for sharing my story. I was not so sure my story was interesting, but you made it all worthwhile. Well, thank you. That's so sweet. Says, I do have a follow-up on my story, a special visit, the story about my sister coming back and visiting me. I talked about how my sister asked, you wanted to know about this. Why are you screaming? And then I talked all night. And she literally did, like her husband could hear. I had asked my husband, and he said, my talking was incoherent, but I kept on talking and talking all night. I remember later telling my husband that the next time something like that happens, he needs to pull out the recorder. I would also like to know what I said. Also, I agree with you. Maybe we're not supposed to know, but for my grieving process, I was allowed to talk to her even though I remember nothing. And so I do think, you know, that's Mm -hmm. your visitation dream when they come to you and you Mm -hmm. do have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And that also so kind of lines up with what we were just talking about, about whether you'd want to know mm-hmm. the future or not. And that's interesting that she just said, we're not supposed to know. And so that's why she can't remember, mm-hmm. you know. So then it says, regarding the second story where my sister-in-law tried to give me their grandmother's suit, as you had noted, and this is in caps, I did not Look in the pockets. Well, hell, I should have looked. I'm okay with it. And in retrospect, that should have been the first thing I thought of. And I know now I will check the pockets. So I don't know if she still has access to the suits. But yeah, I thought that was a good point that you brought up. Like, maybe there's something in the pockets. Yeah. Because what else would you do with the suit? But you and I, being the kind Midwestern people we are, we would be like, oh, thank you. I, really I know. Don't want we would have totally But I'm going yeah. to hang it in my closet. No one will and ever And the whole day going, I can't believe I got this suit. Now what am I going to do with this suit? But, you know. We, it can we hang here for polite. a couple years, and then I'm going to take it to the Goodwill. Right. So it says, here's another visit that happened to me also in 2019. I'm beginning to think there is a trend here with people visiting me, but not sure how to proceed with the information. I have this great friend and we spend lots of time together walking, going to the zoo and generally hanging out. Her husband had been battling cancer for a long time and he was very sick. They spent as much time as possible traveling together when he was feeling better. As you can guess, he did pass in March, 2019 while traveling. I can't imagine what you have to go through then. Mm, That would be hard. But the one thing is he died doing something he loved. He was, Mm -hmm. you know, that's nice, but, oh, that would be tough. My event happens a couple weeks after he'd passed. I had had a dream about him, which is surprising because we really didn't know each other well. My dream setting took place in a random conference room in a place I didn't recognize. In this room was my friend, her husband, me, and another person who was not clearly defined. I was just aware that there was someone else in the room. It seemed as if my friend and I were negotiating, but not really sure why or what about. But I remember being upset because she was saying something that I should have told her. I just couldn't figure out what she was talking about. So, of course, I was upset trying to figure out what was wrong. Then my focus turned to her husband trying to get confirmation as to what was happening. He was in his military uniform. He had been chaplain. He had been 
a chaplain in the Vietnam conflict. As I was looking at him, I suddenly realized, hey, you passed away. And then he looked at me, grinned, disappeared, gone. I'm like, what the hell? Then I remembered that he was buried in his uniform, and he looked just as he did when I saw him in my dream. I spent several days thinking and talking to folks about the dream because it didn't make sense. After about a week or so, my friend and I planned one of our normal Saturday morning walks, and for some reason I had a very strong feeling that I needed to tell her about the dream. Well, I was thinking I was being dumb, and so I did not tell her about the dream during that walk. I spent the entire next week just feeling awful with a gut-wrenching guilt that I did not talk to her about the dream. I struggled with telling her again on the following hike, but as we were walking and talking about random things, I got the overwhelming feeling that I had to tell her. I thought I would be sick if I didn't. I really had no idea what I was going to say, so I bucked up and just as I, and I just started talking. And as I was talking, I felt as if her husband was standing in front of me and telling me what to say. I finally said, hey friend, I have to tell you about my dream. I had a dream about your husband and I felt your husband came to me to have me tell you that everything will be okay, that he loves you and he will always be by your side. Well, of course, we started crying. And with that, all my anxiety, gut-wrenching guilt, feelings of anxiety, everything just completely melted away from me. Although the whole message was simple and not very earth-shattering, I believe now that the dream itself was my assignment, per se, to give the message to my friend. I feel if I hadn't told her, I believe that I would have had that gut-wrenching feeling for a long time, if not the rest of my life. Questions do come up. How is this even possible? How am I seeing these folks? I truly don't understand. I do know these things happened, and I guess I should be grateful, but I don't see every person who passes. I might be crazy. Thank you again. I have more things that have happened over the years, and I will share them as I can. First off, do not think she's crazy at all. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, because you know, and we all have then those, I would be crazy <laughs> and you would and, be crazy. And I've had those dreams and so many of you all have too. And they're a different dream where they're, they're so real. And the next days, days after, you just can't get it, shake it. You know, you just keep thinking about that person or whoever, whatever the dream was. And it, it really does weigh on you. And I think that my guess is that he came to her because she was the one who was open to it. Mm -hmm. And that was the way he could he could pass this message along. His wife maybe isn't someone who, you know, it was possible for him to talk to. And, you know, and so the opening was her. Yeah. And so often when someone dies, you know, and especially while they were traveling, there was a lot that his wife had to deal with. And then there's funeral plannings, and then there's the estate, or there's what do you do about this? What do you do about that? There's so many questions and so many things that mm -hmm. maybe he couldn't even get through to her at that time. Well, and also, if they were out traveling, I guess they weren't thinking, you know, he was good. They were going to lose him that quickly. That would be think? my guess, too. And so he probably went before he had a chance to say those things to her. But and so I think that if you that. have a dream like that, I think she did the right thing. 
especially since it was so overwhelming to her. Like she really, really felt like she had to share that with her. And I think that that is what his wife needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the thing is, is to try to flip the, the, the narrative here. So if, if you were the one who lost your husband and someone had gone, you know, someone else had had a message from him, would you want that? Oh, my God, I would. Yeah. You know, like I would just, it, it would be mean the world to me to have somebody say, you know, I had the strangest dream. Your husband came and this is, he wants you to know this. He wants you to have this. He wants this, you know, whatever it is. The, the oh, my gosh, that would just make such a difference to me. I would hold that in my heart the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And it is interesting, too. You know, I've had a couple friends die and like my friend Dallas in particular I really felt like I would have had something like that because he and I were real close and I didn't like I never had any kind of feeling of that at all and so like why didn't Dallas come through why does you know it's so it is you know, you just wonder about some of those things, like how well, could that and happen? maybe possibly that it's harder to get through to the people you're closest to because they are so consumed in grief, right? You know that they they're not open to anything. They're just it's too dark for them. They they can't you know be open minded and just go to sleep and have a nice relaxing sleep and then have a dream. You know that it. Half the time you can't sleep, right? When you're, it, it just can't happen. So I, I think that possibly it's easier to get through to friends that aren't quite so close to the situation. But I think there's a little bit of a gift that she has there. Oh, I do too. But you know, um, the people we've talked about, the sister though would have been really close. Right. That would have been a really close one for her. Though she can't remember what she said, you know. But the mother-in-law, I think in the first one, she was like, and my husband was, I think he was feeling a little jealous. Like, why didn't she come to me? Mm -hmm. Why Mm -hmm. you? And so I get that too. Yeah, I could see that too. But, you know, I I just think it, you you can hardly say, okay, that person died, so they're going to come to me in a dream. It doesn't quite work like that. No, it doesn't. Maybe and, if you're um, lucky. There's sometimes I think they're, it's just, we just don't know what they're capable of doing and if they're capable of getting messages to us. And, you know, because she had this, you know, she was a friend that seems to have this, you know, talent for, you know, visitation dreams. It was possible for him to get a hold, you know, come through to her. Because you know how sometimes when you're really close, like you and I are, sometimes you might have an experience and then I'm like, or did I have the experience? I don't know. But I think it was you who had the mm-hmm. dream after our dad died. Because I've had several kind of visitation dreams from him. And I haven't had one for quite a while, but I still have dreams about him. Mm-hmm. But I think it was you who had one that, or was it me? That's <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> because we're very close. <laughs> And that was like 30 years ago that we lost him. But there was a dream where he got into an elevator. And it was like, no, 
you can't come in here with me. Oh, I think that was me. I think that one was you. Yeah. And and it was like, because I remember you telling me after it happened, and it was like you were having a conversation, you were so happy to see him, and then he goes to get in the elevator, and you're going to get in the elevator with him, mm-hmm. and he's like, you can't come with me. Yeah. Which I thought was, I don't know why that stuck with me all these years. I've, I guess I thought that was very profound, because that's kind of how it mm-hmm. is. Like, you can't be here with me. You have mm-hmm. to be there. Well, no, anyway... Yeah, no, but I, I, I'm with you. She definitely has an openness to these visitations, and, you know, she probably ha- does have a lot more yeah. stories, and I'll be anxious to, to hear them. And um, just remember to check the pockets. <laughs> Always check the pockets. Well, yeah. here is another story. Hi, I'm Emma from Fresno, and my story is when I am... Um, Left the house, finished high school. I I went into um, Quickie Designs to get a better um, wheelchair that fit me better. My parents always had me in like a, it was almost like a stroller wheelchair. It was like a lot bigger. It was heavier. It just didn't feel, it didn't feel sexy. It didn't feel active. So I went in to get a, a better wheelchair that fit better. And when I went into Quickie, um, they took all my measurements and they actually um, ended up putting me in a um, a used wheelchair. And so they, they said it was about my measurements, made a couple adjustments, they moved the foot plate up a little bit. Um, and, you know, they, I think they, they, they moved the action on the wheels a little bit. Like a few little things just to, just to adjust the wheelchair. And um, so it fit me, it fit perfect. As soon as I transferred into it, I felt kind of like a cold air on my legs, which is weird because I can't feel my legs, and I've never had any phantom pain or anything. I didn't say anything to anyone at the time. And then a little later, I also felt, you know, another, like, cold air on my legs. And so I was starting to think that was kind of weird. It started when I got this new chair. And then a few days later, I... um started to notice there was like blood on the hand rim and so I thought you know did I cut my hand I looked at my hand I didn't see any blood on my hand and um so I washed the hand rims off and then later I noticed again I noticed like blood on the hand rim and um so yeah again this was really weird I didn't know what was going on um I just assumed I'd cut myself and didn't notice and then Later on, it got weirder. I started to notice, um, like, when I take my bra off at night, I'd notice, like, blood on the bra. And so I'd check and I'd to see if it had, like, a, like, an exposed underwire, if my underwire had popped out or something. And no, there was no, you know, I, I didn't see any blood, like, on my, on my breast or anything. It was, I, I didn't know where it was coming from. And, um... This went on for a while, and then one day I was I was um, crossing a crosswalk, and you know the light was just about to turn. I was like racing the racing the light, and all of a sudden I couldn't push my wheels, and I looked up. I couldn't figure out. I was like stopped in the middle, but it was like something was someone was holding me back, like something was holding the wheels in place, and so I. 
I pushed and I put, finally it just released. I was able to move, but it was so creepy. I couldn't understand. And, you know, as a complete para, as a complete para, um, no, no sensation, no movement from the legs down, but from the waist down, I completely depend on my chair. I can't have my chair stopping on me. And so I, um, I went to Quickie Designs. I asked them, you know, I explained what happened, and they had no explanation. They checked the, they checked the bearings, they checked everything, and finally they, they told me that uh, they didn't know. They had no idea. And I was starting to get a suspicion, so I asked, can you tell me anything about the previous owner of the wheelchair? They said, no, we don't really give out that information. And, you know, I kind of, I kind of pestered them a little bit. Um, finally, one of the guys that worked there, I told her, I told him that, um, kept telling that I, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I think my chair is haunted. And finally, he told me, finally, he told me that, um, he said, okay, I'll look at, I'll look up the name, but you can't tell anybody, you can't tell anybody that I gave out this information. Um, it turned out the previous owner had been a girl in Fresno. Um, I looked her up, uh, looked her up on, and there was a article that, um, she'd actually been murdered by her abusive husband. And um, the article mentioned that he had cut off her fingers and he'd cut off both of her breasts. And um, so I, I rolled my rolled back into Quickie Designs as fast as I could. Hold on, get me out of this. Get me in a brand new wheelchair. No previous owners. So yeah, that's my ghost story. Oh my god, <laughs> that was. That gave me scary. the chills. That sounded like something out of a movie. I know. That's what I was thinking the whole time, too. I was thinking this is a plot for a movie. In her situation, like, you can't have the wheels just stop. And there's no reason for that. And it, when she was talking mm-hmm. about that, I, I, I couldn't. I'm not for sure if it was an electric chair or she was pushing it. But mm-hmm. either way, you know, I could see an electric chair, the battery dying. I have a friend who has an electric chair, and she went to a concert, and the battery died. And they're mm-hmm. so heavy, and it was just really difficult for her. Yeah. And But, like, in that situation, she's crossing a street. Yeah. Do you think that it was a haunted wheelchair? Because, like, I definitely do. Well, if everything she said is true, and I have no reason to believe it's not— Absolutely. Because that was like in the blood and all that. And that's very terrifying for somebody who, you know, maybe doesn't have feeling in your legs because you have to be very careful about hurting yourself. And you could, exactly. Like I could see she'd be like, obviously I'm bleeding somewhere. Yeah. Because if you have no feelings from the waist down, you could cut yourself and not know it. Yeah, but she's not You'd finding have to be very it, scary about you know you have to be very you know diligent about watching out for hurting yourself and so I you know and like she said there's blood here but no place for it to come from because it would have to come from my upper body up on the up here and my arms are fine you know 
And the bra thing was very weird. Yeah. Why she would have blood on her bra. And, and yeah. But I also I'm see even why... surprised that they would even sell that wheelchair again. You know, yes, except for um, you know, as the family's probably going through things, you know, you can donate those and I don't know anything about this particular place, but like we have a medical loan closet here where we've gotten some mm -hmm. things for our mom. And you can get them for nothing or a reduced rate. So I could see, you know, wheelchairs and it might be a pretty nice chair. It sounds like exactly what she needed. Mhm. Mm that would mm -hmm. be very valuable to somebody else. Oh and my so gosh. she well, might have I gotten hope it. they I hope they disposed of that chair. Oh my god, after hearing that story, I think they would be it would be wow. criminal to put somebody else in I, it. That was horrific. Yeah, I mean, I hope she's okay because I feel like that could be a pretty traumatic experience. But she's got a new chair. She's got, I'm, and that I'm glad about. But you know, she kind of went through um, a really difficult situation with that chair, and you know, I'm, I'm hoping that she's okay and she's kind of back to herself again because I could see how that would that situation would totally mess you. with your head, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, if you have a real ghost story, share it with us. You can call it in 855-853-4802. Write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You can get commercial-free versions of the show by becoming a premium subscriber. You'll also get advanced episodes and access to the archive. You can do that through Apple Podcasts, patreon.com slash realghoststories, or at ghostpodcast.com. And for all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thanks for listening. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com.